Welcome to episode 133 of The Digital Life, a show about our adventures in the world of design and technology. I'm your host, John Follett, and with me is founder and co-host, Dirk Niemeyer. Greetings, John. So for this week's topic, we're going to discuss the uh, uh, recent announcement from Mr. Mark Zuckerberg uh, as a celebration of the arrival of his first baby uh, that he was going to be giving, uh, he and his wife uh, were going to be giving 99% of their Facebook stock over to, uh, let's say, uh, hum- human, humanistic sort of uh, charitable causes over the, over the course of a lifetime, um, over, over their lifetimes. And, you know, they're going to pursue, um, you know, curing diseases, uh, personalized uh, education, you know, the, the sorts of uh, big, big problems that we'd, we'd like to see tackled. And, and I think it's a very interesting move by uh, Mr. Zuckerberg for, for a couple of reasons. Um, and it's also sort of reflective of a larger shift, I think, in, in the way this, this, uh, the, the digital gilded age is, is, is playing out in front of our eyes, right? It's a new, a new era of wealth, uh, and, and, and we're seeing how it's being handled by, you know, this, this century's, um, uh, illuminaries, right? So you've got, you've got a lot of people, uh, with a lot of money and, uh, this has happened many times before in human history, and it's 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 there's there's an interesting take on this as to you know how our our world works now with so much uh, concentration of of wealth in the hands of a very few. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to dig into that a little bit um, today. I mean, we we all know the sort of classic example of this is. The, the great amount of wealth that was centralized in the Medici family, uh, which helped fund a lot of the art and science that uh, made up the, the Renaissance, right? So very important uh, leap forward in human knowledge was facilitated by the grand accumulation of wealth through uh, a family that had um, massive influence in banking, in uh, religion, I think they had four popes uh, as part of that family, and then of course all sorts of uh, nobility uh, as well, um, and and just multiple centuries of dominance, right? So, thirteenth, fourteenth, and fifteenth century, they spent accumulating this wealth, and and you know eventually it has this sort of uh, you know positive outcome insofar as you know looking at the Renaissance as a positive thing. So. In in today's in today's world, you know, we sort of have the um, the equivalent of that family wealth in the uh, in the Zuckerberg family, you know. And and interestingly enough, uh, twelve years ago, Mark Zuckerberg was a student at Harvard. Um, so we've compressed the amount of time that it takes to accumulate massive wealth and and leverage mm-hmm. by oh I don't, I don't even know what that factor is but you know three centuries versus 12 years that's uh you know at least an order of magnitude there yeah um and and additionally um as much as the renaissance had global impact it, it was in in large part 
you know that that influence started in in Europe and then and then had started in uh, Italy. Yeah, started in Italy. For a long time, just and, Italy. And then you know had had growing influence. The the both the problems that the Zuckerbergs are are willing to take on and the sort of the distance that their influence can travel. You know, it, it's global. Yeah. Um, so not only do you have this uh, very important, very influential person on a you know. Uh, like I said, you know, very recently was a student uh, at the same time, you know, he, he has, he has sort of global impact now. Yeah. Like these are, these are the plutocrats of, um, of our society. Yeah. So, you know, in watching all of this, all of this play out, and there, there are plenty of other examples we can get into the, the uh, Bill and Melinda Gates foundation. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Warren Buffett has, uh, um, uh, you know, has, has has done things in these areas as well. Well, many wealthy um, people have yeah. tax write off. Right now, yeah, that's an that's an interesting question. So, so is is this any different from you know these these previous ages of, of great wealth, where it, it seems almost counterintuitive that you know we would we would uh, assemble all this power and influence under under one person to then defer to their judgment to sort of redistribute. Uh, things uh, according to what problems are are you know needed uh, need attention. Is it is it any different now, or is this just the digital age sort of uh, accelerating the same stuff that that we've seen since the Renaissance? Yeah, I don't think it's any different. But I'm, I'm not going to go as far back to the Renaissance because I'm not. Um, even though I'm well studied in the art history, I'm not as studied in in the the political history governing that period. Um, I'm going to go back to a more recent Gilded Age and talk about folks like uh, John D. Rockefeller mm-hmm. and Andrew Carnegie, because I think um, while this is all part of the same tradition in a certain way, I think there are more of a linear comparison to to what's happening with Mark Zuckerberg today. You know, Andrew Carnegie, um, I, I'm familiar with his history more than more than John D. Rockefeller, so I'll I'll focus on him. I mean, Carnegie uh, funded many of the libraries in the United States came directly from Carnegie or one of his companies or one of the, the charitable organizations that he that he set up. And the you know going back and looking at the story now, um, we we might be a little bit jaded. So I say that from the standpoint that Carnegie was consistent with his time, a brutal business person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the sort of the most um, egregious of things that happened under Andrew Carnegie's watch was a basically a, a strike busting. Um, effort at one of his um, plants in Homestead, Pennsylvania, where he had Pinkerton men, mm-hmm. um, you know, murder. Uh, I, I don't want to exaggerate the total or give it an accurate total, but a dozen or so men. I mean, imagine today if like a dozen or so factory workers who were striking were to get gunned down by security people. It would be, it would be unbelievable. I mean, we can't even fathom it, I don't think, in this world today, um, at least here in, in the United States. Um, but you know, he, he, so he was in all of this, this dirty business. He was a very ruthless guy, but, um, eventually he put a library into Homestead, Pennsylvania mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, the natives there weren't very happy to see him come, but, but a history geek like me might be aware of that story. But for other people who are familiar with the name Andrew Carnegie, it means libraries or Carnegie Mellon university. It mm-hmm. doesn't mean a ruthless, uh, business person. You know, so 
Mark Zuckerberg is in, in that same tradition, along with Bill Gates and, and many others uh, who came before, of accumulating massive amounts of wealth and then um, philanthropically uh, donating it to causes that they, uh, you know, um, optimistically, um, you know, see as worthwhile, um, skeptically see as the best way to exaggerate their aura. Um, it's 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 all it's all one and the same. And you know, I predict right now we look back, and if if you could read Carnegie's bio, you'd say there's nothing there's nothing to admire about this guy. This guy's an asshole. Is what you would say today, a hundred mm-hmm. years later. I think a hundred years from now, people are going to say the same shit about Mark Zuckerberg because we're going to see, uh, in retrospect, the 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 sort of uh, wastefulness, the foolishness of something like Facebook. All of the focus that goes into this type of very superficial social networking or you know maybe the story will be you know how facebook is is like a, a virtual um like a virtual um oh, what the hell is that machine in the casino you know like a vir- like a virtual slot machine just taking our money out of us um as it as it completely puts us to sleep um so i think the narrative on mark zuckerberg is going to be pretty ugly in 100 years as well um but right now look uh, He's participating in a capitalist environment, um, you know, legally. I'm sure there's no doubt on the tax side or something, something illegal is happening. But I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. For the most part, legally participating in the system as it's designed to to uh, be participated in. And he's choosing, now that he has all of this cash um, and all, all of this net worth, to take a chunk of it. And, you know, Facebook stock today might look pretty good. In 30 years, while he's still doling it out, I don't know. But, mm-hmm. but you know, taking that and, and giving it, it's, look, it's a lot better than a guy like Steve Jobs who who just um, sat on his cash and and didn't take that pivot mm-hmm. into philanthropy to at least have a chance to give something back. Right. Um, so yeah. So to answer your specific question, it's just the latest. It's just it's it's a long tradition. I mean, we could even take it back to like Roman emperors. You know, I mean with public works programs that were really ostensibly about, uh, you know, taking their image and visage and blowing it out onto coins and the public spaces. And, and it probably even goes back farther than that in ways I'm not, I'm not familiar with, but it's, it's this, you know, it's this long string of self aggrandizement, um, an attempt for some kind of Im- immortality beyond what, what we would otherwise have. And, and it works. I mean, it works. There's, there's, I, I think there's an interesting uh, theme to dig into that that you know I'd like to explore just about the the way that the digital age has accelerated uh, this process and 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 I see that sort of coming from from two angles. One is you know as we already spoke of uh, sort of how rapidly this this can happen, uh, and and secondly. I, I think there is a plutocracy that is, you know, forming, has already formed of, of very powerful influencers who, uh, you know, sort of start out with corporations being their leverage, but uh, essentially are the nobility of um, of the 21st century. And, you know, I put, you know, Bill Gates and, and Mark Zuckerberg in, in that crew. Um, but but it's notable in that we have we have things like the the Paris Climate Change Summit last week, and some of the exciting news coming out of that was that the 21st century royalty were also sort of looking for 
uh, solutions to climate change, you know, using their their own money uh, to back it uh, with, you know, sort of Bill Gates being uh, uh, one of the front people for that and, and Mark Zuckerberg as well. But it, it reminds me in, in a lot of ways of, you know, this this they're, they're not Democratic representatives anymore. They're, they're private individuals with with a lot of power accumulated in 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 one generation. Yeah. And it it seems to me that they are operating, you know, so far for, you know, ostensibly for the public good, but outside of the bounds of our normal political process, of any sort of democratic process. Um, and they have global um, influence. They have, they have uh, um, a global stage for their, um, their works. Yeah. So, and this is, this, is, this is a post-corporate environment that I'm talking about because you're no longer talking about a, a corporation which is beholden to at you know the very least you know stockholders and maybe to some extent uh, employees and yeah. uh, things like that. So so these are these are individuals um, now, and they as as we as we understand that you know taxes are a very important part of this. Um, you know the the tax burdens are spread out across multiple countries. They they have more in common with each other than they have with you know, the citizens of the United States or really any other country. Yeah. Um, this is sort of the digital pinnacle um, of power that that we're seeing manifest here. Um, and, you know, and good on them if they're if they're able to uh, help mitigate climate change, you know. But uh, it's sort of like, oh, you know, there's the president of the United States. There's, you know, the president of France. And then there's the the Duke of Microsoft and the and the Baron of Facebook. Yeah, uh, I, I like that you use Duke and Baron because really nothing's changed. It's just a shift of how power is accumulated, how wealth is accumulated, and and um, having it be something you know superficially having it be something other than her- hereditary wealth when in fact it is exactly hereditary wealth. I mean, the the ugly secret of the American dream and the American opportunity is while it is true that anyone can get ahead here, the vast majority of people who in their lives amass massive wealth are those whose parents had already amassed massive wealth. You know, the the saying the first million is the hardest mm-hmm. is because you need money to make money. Right. And so the majority of us schlubs who don't start out with with a lot of money, we're very likely to end up somewhere in in the, the fat middle. And um, it's it, it takes... So this is just the latest... Um, the latest manifestation of um, generation over generation power uh, being being transferred and and exercised, um, yeah, I yeah I I think it's 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 a good example of how the digital age is accelerating uh, democratic decline because because ostensibly you know at the end of the day in the U.S. anyway Mark Zuckerberg has you know one vote for. Um, for president or you know whatever local official or whatever, yeah. Uh, but his you know his sort of personal uh, fortune has has made him an individual with with global impact um, that is extra democratic. Yeah. Um, and and it's it's fine to suppose that 
our technorati have, you know, a moral compass or at least, uh, you know, some kind of problem solving compass where they want to have impact on the world at large. Yeah. Uh, but we're leaving open an awful lot of territory uh, for these folks with, you know, with this digital leverage now. Um, and there there aren't a lot of checks and balances anymore. Yeah. Or, or at least the, the ones that uh, um, that are that are in place are all sort of. Uh, artifacts of the 20th century and so not very effective. So whatever checks and balances are going to come, they're not there there yet. Uh, so it's an interesting interesting time for this to happen because we've got so many problems that you know we'd like to solve. Um, at the same time, we we have we have a new class of people who are outside of the bounds of nation states and uh, and and uh, democratic process uh, in a way that has not been seen you know exactly in this way before you don't i mean you don't think that carnegie and rockefeller were the same way i mean there was um, i'm gonna forget which president now but the two the two those two people in particular were tremendous rivals there were other business rivals they had as sort of that mm-hmm. that creme de la creme uh they came together to elect presidents you know they came together to yeah. to help uh help influence the political process at the level of of presidents so um i don't know is it that different is it yeah i i i think the the only difference, perhaps, is is in the in the global reach and the um, the almost what's seemingly instantaneous global reach, yeah. Um, and and the the levers of power, which are in in some ways increasingly becoming digital now, yeah. Um, so so people in power can do things a lot more quickly, I think. Um, but but it's an interesting. An interesting area to dig into and, and to keep an eye on as as our uh, country and, and our world really comes to terms with you know what it what it means for there to be powerful people in the digital age. Yeah, and I think uh, at that point, listeners, remember that while you're listening to the show, you can follow along with the things that we're mentioning here in real time. Just head over to thedigitallife.com. That's just one L in the digital life. And go to the page for this episode. We've included links to pretty much everything mentioned by everybody. So it's a rich information resource to take advantage of while you're listening or afterward if you're trying to remember something that you liked. And if you want to follow us outside of the show, you can follow me on Twitter at John Follett. That's J-O-N-F-O-L-L-E-T-T. And of course, the whole show is brought to you by Involution Studios, which you can check out at GoInvo.com. That's G-O-I-N-V-O.com. Dirk? You can follow me on Twitter at dnemeyer. That's at D-K-N-E-M-E-Y-E-R or email me, Dirk, at goinvo.com. So that's it for episode 133 of The Digital Life. For Dirk Niemeyer, I'm John Follett, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.